This is Local Switchboard NYC, a women-led audio collective. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Jordan Gospore. We're here to bring you news on a human scale. News that reminds us that big stories often start small. News that keeps us connected. On this program, we look at cheerful and divisive news from a couple of neighborhoods on our beat. The new school is torn apart by a strike. And a Christmas tree lighting brings people together. That's all coming up on Local Switchboard NYC. First, local switchboard Sarah Montague offers two views of her West Village neighborhood. On Wednesday, November 16th, the new school's part-time faculty, represented by ACT UAW Local 7902, voted to strike after negotiations with the university administration failed to produce an acceptable new contract. A week later, spirits and commitments were still high, with a dense picket line circling in front of the school's flagship university center at 63 Fifth Avenue. In addition to chanting, picketers made a joyful noise with a range of homemade instruments from washboards to drums. Protesters were drawn from many parts of the new school, part-time and full-time faculty across programs and divisions, undergraduates, grad students, and their parents. The message, however, was consistent. Hi, my name is Jordan Lord. I'm a part-time faculty member here in uh, the Lena department, and um, I'm here to stand in solidarity with the other part-time faculty. I teach disability studies, and um, I stand in solidarity with all the disabled faculty who are really fighting for basic health benefits. The health benefits, I think, are a really, really key part of this fight, but also job security. I mean, the thought that you can work for uh, nine semesters at this school and then be let go on the ninth semester is just absolutely shameful. I'm Langdon Graves. I'm part-time faculty. I teach in the first year program uh, for AMT and I've also taught for the HEOP program for a long time. I've been here for 16 years. Well, I will say that I do not like striking. I would much rather be with my students. I miss them and they miss me, as I think is the case for everyone. But the values of this school are actually really important to me. It's one of the reasons that I came here as a student in the first place. And I think the school is ruining its name by not upholding those values and supporting the people who work for this institution. I'm Morgan Uritz. I'm a student at Lang College, and I just, this whole thing is incredible to see the students and part-time faculty come together. I think this has brought the community together in ways that we have seen from inside the classroom and standing in solidarity outside the classroom and it's beautiful to see. However, the situation is beyond atrocious. We just believe in 
paying people a livable wage and having health care and the work that they do is incredible and their working conditions are our learning conditions and that is something that is not I think has been emphasized enough by the administration since I even started here there's been it's just a plethora of issues coming to this like boiling point now I really do hope that a resolution comes about but we are going to stand together Can you have your name Michelle Yuritz what brings you here uh, my daughter I came to support her and to support the staff that are not being heard for what they feel they need it's exciting that somebody from a different university structure has decided to support us talk a little bit about that I'm a student, I'm not a faculty member, but the adjunct faculty at the City University very soon will be going through the same situation that part-time faculty here are. So I think it's really important to you know, build solidarity between the different universities because as we see, it's the very same struggle even though it's at different universities. So for strikes, it's really important to build community support and that's what we're here to do. Actions may speak louder than words, but signage is also a really good weapon. Is that our wall? Yes. My daughter picked this one out for me. It came um, from the side over there. She found this one because, like, you know, I want to say it's not cool what they are doing, and hopefully they can come to some resolution. I was up all night making signs, so I'm a little punchy today. <laughs> Tell me about your sign. Well, because it's uh, Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, people had suggested that we make cartoon floats like you'd find in the Macy's Day Parade. So um, so I made a Minion sign and a, a, a Snoopy sign and a Spongebob sign. My specialty is comics, so I decided to lean into the comedy. What about your sign? So we are uh, in negotiations right now. The things that we have requested and the school's offers do not meet in any way. So I've made a few different signs that sort of highlight uh, a few of the offers, quote-unquote, that the school is making that just don't make the grade, so to speak. So I've listed a few of those, and then each one gets an F-. minus. <laughs> Even though the university is sadly divided, a supportive community has grown up on the street. I feel like the part-time faculty, the full-time faculty, they're very clearly in solidarity with one another. I'm here talking to one of my students right now. It means so much to me that the students are showing their support for us. And I think we're really organized and strong as a group. When you have 87% of us fighting for the same thing and then you have the rest of the faculty and the students coming together, I think it's a very, very strong coalition. I had the most wildly lovely conversations with students yesterday. Um, I had this great talk with a guy who was a piano player, who was a sophomore. The support from the students. There's actually a deep sense of belonging here. There's power in numbers. It's actually quite remarkable. Guys, there's water, there's food, there's bagels. If you'd like any, please take some. I speak with Aaron, who is dispensing coffee, bagels, hand warmers, and signs from a table on the street. It's been great. I've been amazed by how high spirits have been, and there have been students coming out, and uh, graduate workers, and grad students, and part-time faculty and faculty all showing up. So everyone's been keeping everyone else's spirits up, and that's been fantastic. New York seldom delivers up only one calamity. Earlier in the day, the picket was temporarily halted as emergency responders dealt with a car crash just south of University Center. Did you say your name for me? Sure, Roger Militic Mannix. And Roger, what is your involvement with the strike? Uh, I'm here in solidarity with the part-time faculty in order to get fair wages and recognized for the work that we do. Tell me your name. Jessica Young. It's kind of a weird time. There was just a huge accident. I teach in the MFA Textiles program and the School of Construction Environments. This is my dog. This is Pepe. Um, 
yeah, he doesn't like to walk, so he's in a backpack, and um, it's his first time out. Uh, but he'll be back. We'll be here for a long time, I'm guessing. So hopefully um, not, but yeah. Jessica Young sums up what must be the wish of everyone. I hope we can see change sooner rather than later. I think, you know, we're really here because we love our students so much and we want to give them everything we possibly can, but we need support. And so if this can get resolved or if negotiations can come to an end and we can find a, a fair contract, then that's what we all want. We want to be able to get back into the classroom and be able to continue teaching and finish the semester strong. This is Sarah Montague reporting. Jessica got her wish. On Saturday, December 10th, ACT UAW Local 7902 announced a tentative agreement with the new school and the end of the strike. The weather has turned crisper, and the various seasonal holidays are getting closer. There are the usual signs, twinkling lights and woodland scenes in shop windows, Christmas Muzak, Hanukkah gelt in the chain stores, and people laden with shopping bags and tubes of wrapping paper. If the picket represented the bleak midwinter described in Christina Rossetti's popular carol, tidings of comfort and joy were to be found at Abington Square Park at the apex of 8th Avenue and 12th Street. On Friday, December 2nd, the Abington Square Conservancy presented its ninth annual tree lighting service. The holidays are important for the neighborhoods, you know, people get together and realize that there is their neighborhood, their front yard, as we always call it. That's Conservancy Chair Sigrid Esser. The local nonprofit is supported by friends and neighbors and maintains the small welcoming park, which dates to the 19th century. Other events include an autumn pumpkin patch and a tulip serenade in spring that involves a colorful mass planting. This year there was actual serenading, selections of classical works played by Juilliard students. During the pandemic, it was a safe haven, says Conservancy co-chair Russell Sare. This square continues to grow and be more and more popular. It got people through the pandemic. Yes, it, it was, was a great haven yes. and a safe space for people to get outside. We call ourselves the jewel of Greenwich Village. The park space is managed in cooperation with the New York City Parks and Recreation Department and includes design, grooming, and planting by professional horticulturalists. But Sari says the tree was a special effort. Our tree came from uh, upstate New York in Columbia County, and it was uh, set up on Tuesday. Over 7,000 lights are on the tree, and it took 10 hours to decorate. On Friday, December 2nd, it rose a bedizened mass above a space swarming with families, taking in the view, waiting for Santa, herding their excited children, or drinking hot chocolate. Some, older and younger, joined in the caroling, which made up in enthusiasm what it lacked in finesse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
And then it was time for the countdown. For local switchboard NYC, this is Sarah Montague on her way home to hang up her stocking with care. That was local switchboard's Sarah Montague and her inner child reporting. I live in Long Island City, which frankly is a bit Scrooge-like in its response to the holidays. And here too, there's some community unrest. The New York City Economic Development Office, a government-funded nonprofit in charge of running the city's ferry system, wants to demolish the existing ferry dock at Hunters Point South Park and expand the nearby Long Island City Terminal. That might not sound like a big deal, but if the EDC's plans do go through, locals are concerned the more ferry boats at the LIC dock will increase the amount of noise and air pollution in the area. The EDC predicted in a 2016 study that nitrogen oxide emissions in open areas near ferry terminals could exceed EPA air pollution standards. The new $12.2 million landing would also block the views of the Manhattan skyline that have made the area a destination spot. EDC spokesperson Jeff Holmes says a ferry terminal expansion of the size being proposed can't be built safely at the current landing because Amtrak train lines and the Queens Midtown Tunnel both run underneath Hunters Point South Park. If the plans approved by the Army Corps of Engineers, the new dock will be completed in 2023. I'm Jordan Gospore, and you've been listening to Local Switchboard NYC. Our team is host and executive producer, me, Jordan Gospore, co-founders Sarah Montague, Betsy Lakin, and Heather Chin. You're part of our neighborhood now, so if there's a local story you think is important, let us know at localswitchboardnyc at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and have a very happy holidays.